0: You're listening to Alcoholics Alive, where recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous share their experience on how they live AA as a way of life. None of our participants get paid or speak for AA. Here are your hosts, Shank and Wayne. All right, here we are. You got Shank and Wayne. We, um... We have continued to ask for comments, suggestions, feedback, and we continue to get it. So we, we appreciate that. We, 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 we actually have gotten uh, comments or replies back on email, TikTok, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, the Gram, or Insta, and uh, we, we, uh, we've had a few smoke signals. Shank likes those. I love those. Yep, and uh, we've got we've got listeners uh, even from Canada, United Kingdom, Mexico, and Australia. We'd be uh, we would enjoy to hear from y'all. So you can email us at freedom at alcoholicsalive.com. and uh, we certainly appreciate all the shrapnel suggestions. So um, a lot of shrapnel
1: of you, suggestions.
0: Yeah, many of you have sent us some suggestions, and we've covered quite a few of them on, on the episodes. So we, uh, it's a
1: long list of shrapnel. Yes. We have a running list and it is long. You all have really done your due diligence here.
0: Yeah. You would think at some point it would, it would stop. Like right? you'd run out of shrapnel, but mm-hmm. it just keeps on. It just keep people keep making stuff up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they uh, the, for the frothy emotional appeal, uh, prevails in Alcoholics Anonymous.
1: It sure does.
0: Yeah, It, it does. Um, so listen, we're going to, um, on this episode, we're going to actually give you guys some of the uh, the feedback we've been getting and some of the, the different emails and other things that listeners have sent us. And we're just going to kind of introduce it to you, maybe talk about it a little bit. Shank, what are we calling this one?
1: This is email submissions, the good, the bad and the ugly.
0: Ah, that's right. So we There's uh, a little
1: bit of all of that.
0: That's right. Mostly good, but we have had some bad and some ugly according to some people. So we're we're not going to hide from that. We're going to actually talk about some of it. Um
1: We appreciate any feedback. May not do. agree with all of it, but That's right. Careful consideration of all.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we we do look, we do read it, and I think we've replied to everything that's come in um for the most part. Uh we did have that one dude that sent us the the picture of Shrek with with no clothes on that I'm not exactly sure what that meant, but I don't think we, we replied to
1: them, <laughs> right? It was a little graphic.
0: It was a little graphic, a little graphic. So um But we, if you uh, sent
1: that, we did see
0: it. Yeah, we did see it. Yeah. I'm not sure what to say about it. <laughs> so um, we've got a few. I think we're going to go th- through some of the ideas that were sent about episodes. Yeah. What's the first one?
1: So we've had several episode ideas sent to us. And I think, you know, as we continued through the steps, you know, things Probably came to people's mind. Maybe something was said that they liked or disliked from a guest or one of us. So, one of the first ones was Can you do an episode on non alcoholics and AA? Do they belong here and are they welcome here?
0: Hmm. I think that will make a good episode. I think. Yes, I do the, too. Yeah. In the short term, there is a very good pamphlet that has been written an AA pamphlet called Problems Other Than Alcohol. And there's some specific questions in there that Bill W. actually answers. And just in short, a non-alcoholic cannot be a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. So it actually says that in the pamphlet. It does. On the flip side of that, yes, it does. I mean, mean, me and Shank wonder why would anybody that's not an alcoholic actually want to be a member of AA? Why would you? do AA and and participate in AA activities if you, if you didn't need to. (laughs) Um, But the other side of that is there's lots of non-alcoholics in AA and I mean, we don't kick them out. So, I mean, You remember
1: if you say you are,
0: that's just kind of a general comment, but we will uh, we will definitely work on an episode that has a little more detail about, about that one. I
1: don't ever want it to sound like I don't enjoy my time in AA. I do the majority of the time, but I can assure you, if I didn't need to be here, have to be, I would not be.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, if you if you're into yoga, I mean, you're not going to go to a CrossFit class. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you might, but you wouldn't go to CrossFit expecting to do yoga. Mm -hmm. Right? Or if you were. uh, You know, if you were Buddhist, you're not going to go to the the Baptist church hoping to do chains. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just doesn't make doesn't make much sense to me. Mm -mm. But they're good questions, I think. that So the next one is we had some feedback or a, a question. Explain what the book is talking about when it mentions sanity. And what being restored to sanity is. I think that, um, again, a good probably a good topic for an episode. Probably a lot of confusion around this one in Alcoholics Anonymous because everybody wants to think that their insanity is the crazy things that they do. And I think that the book is pretty clear that it's kind of the insanity that's centered around the first drink Mm -hmm. and the obsessiveness that Mm -hmm. we don't have the power to choose whether we drink or not, that... That's what we're being restored to. Now, I think if you live an unmanageable life and a crazy life, and you allow the principles of the steps and the power here to help you with that, you your, your life can become manageable and different. But specifically, it's talking about the, sanity, the insanity around the first drink. Would you agree, Shane?
1: I do. No. And there was a period of time where... I- I I don't know that I understood what that meant for me. It didn't really matter. Um, but when I got to a place that I was paying attention, I'm sure I was told multiple times by a sponsor, or other people in AA, (laughs) what sanity was being talked about, uh, what being restored to sanity meant. Um, I do understand it today. And I can kind of forget at times that not everyone has had that experience. Right. I just kind of assume that everyone knows what that's referring to.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. If you come, When you come in here, if, you're, if the heat's on you and you're just trying to get a little bit of help or some quick help, but understanding all that specifically may not be all that important
1: yeah
0: it's not probably not you don't need to completely understand it to move forward um what's the next one
1: so we have um an episode on sponsorship myths traditions practices that are not necessarily aa and what i would say to that is if you're listening to this podcast that's you know the first 12 13 episodes have been um exactly that
0: yeah yeah I think we've I think we've woven that into probably all of the all of the episodes it's
1: and it's not that any of these things I mean I hope that you know through several of these episodes if not every single one I have done a lot of these things I really have like there have been several kind of traditions surrounding sponsorship practices that the book Alcoholics Anonymous does not tell you to do that I have done. Yeah. I've been able to stay sober through it. I've asked other people to do them. Yeah. So, you know, this is not to like crap on people that do these things and it's not to say, Oh, you're not a member of AA and it's not to say, the way you're you're so stupid and, you know, like how I can't believe you're doing all of this. I can joke around about it now because I've realized so many things that I've done. And I've talked to women that I've sponsored in the past and we can laugh about it together. You know, some of those women stayed sober. Some of them didn't. Some of them are back. Um, But we can kind of laugh about it. And the majority of those women do not say that's the reason I drank was because you had me put my, you know, amends on note cards
0: right yeah you know? as an example right uh, yeah. yeah many of the things that we that we've talked about and have um i wouldn't you know have either said or unnecessary or have dismissed they're, they're all things that we've actually done ourselves or that we've tried so most of it is out of experience when we're when we talk about it um but there are, and we, we do recognize that, you know, people do recover differently. And there are lots of things that have that have become a general practice or a, a, a tradition, if you will, that maybe does work or it helps, but it's not necessarily alcoholics so that Yeah.
1: Well, and I yeah. love that the big book even tells us like, hey, if someone thinks they can recover in another way, uh, we have no monopoly on God like let them go yeah. do those things
0: let them do it yep
1: amazing a lot of people come back to AA a lot of people I know don't yep
0: yeah. yeah so look on a look for a an episode on sponsorship that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be epic yep the next one says please do an episode on anonymity then it says, "Who you see here, leave here, 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 here,
1: here." <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my goodness! Well, we've me and Shank both have been told by some locals in the a community that we're violating traditions and anonymity by doing a, a an audio podcast.
1: Yes, which I think plays into the next one, which the next episode idea was technology and AA. Right and. You know, in talking about doing a podcast, it's kind of like, well, you know, should we do this? Should we not? Is it an AA meeting? Is it not?
0: Yeah, (laughs) good good questions.
1: In the A, in the, in the new normal of Zoom.
0: No, the new, the new normal, huh?
1: I just don't see how having something that's audio is um, and it took me a little while to kind of come around
0: to it. Both of us, did. It, yes.
1: And, you know, it's like to, uh, I guess it's not selfish, but my idea is the way that I got sober, you know, I wasn't able just to pick up the phone and call a sponsor or someone in AA whenever I wanted to, I had a book, I was trying to sponsor other women. I was working through all of the steps, even though I was incarcerated, you know, and now in several prison systems, they have the availability to have Mm. audio, to listen to podcasts, to do other things. So to me, it's kind of like, you know, I want that opportunity to be there for people. And that's what opens my mind up to it, really, is people use my own experience kind of against me.
0: Right you know, and say, <laughs> well,
1: how could you not want to do this when it would have been helpful for you if you were incarcerated today? What would you be seeking out?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's no so, different than than listening to like a, an, a speaker tape or, uh, you know, going online and listening to a, to a to an AA speaker. And this is a it's a great way to reach people. It's 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 I have found it very comical that all the when the large majority of the um, AA members couldn't go to a face-to-face meeting, then all of a sudden zoom and video and the internet is a great thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it's, I guess that's circumstances maybe help you to become open-minded sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. So um, anyway, we may, we may uh, do something on anonymity in the, in the technology age. Well,
1: my understanding is, you know, we're not um, anonymous among each other. Nope. And anonymity for me, which I guess if we do an episode, I just feel very passionately about it because there were several years where I was just very confused about anonymity. And, you know, I have a profession where I have clients. And so I didn't want anyone in AA to know. I didn't want like... I didn't want to do their hair because I was like, oh, that's mixing money and spirituality. And then my clients are going to know I'm an alcoholic because all these other people are going to be talking about it. Like my non-alcoholic clients. And, you know, what I realized over the years is that it's actually been very helpful, especially when dry January comes around and everyone's like, oh, I'm not drinking. Can you believe it? And I'm like, yeah, I've been sober for 10 years. And it opens up this conversation where I can tell them. You know, most of them don't remember or care and still get me wine for Christmas. And that's okay, too. <laughs> that's know? right. I could just say, like, okay, if you find that you can't stop or you're having trouble, like, let me know. Some of them ask further. And I can tell them I am a recovered member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. If you need help or you know someone that needs help, I'm yep. happy to share. But it generally is not this huge, big, oh, my God, discussion of, oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. (laughs) You know?
0: never. Yeah, you've never had any clients fire you when they found out you were a member of AA, huh?
1: No, and in fact, the ones that I've told more of my story to who may have struggled or may have had things go on in their lives, I've had plenty of clients who their kid, their wife, their husband has been to rehab or whatever, and they're just like, oh my God, I can't believe that you do all of this, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then when they find out I've been to prison, I mean, that's like, you know, there's like street cred. They respect
0: me more. Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah anonymity is probably one of the least understood things in Alcoholics Anonymous. The, the reality is, is that radio talk show, radio shows for AA speakers have been happening ever since the, the I don't know, 40s. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, when I first got sober, there was actually a radio show out of, a local town here next to us guy's name was uh, uh brothers ralph strickland was his name but he mm-hmm. held an AA meeting on the on the local radio station and you know, people loved it yeah so here here we are <clears throat> so let's move on to some of the email feedback we've been getting
1: so we've had some pretty great email feedback y'all are hilarious uh good bad ugly yep i'm someone i I love some good feedback so i'm gonna read this first email it's kind of long i may kind of eliminate a little bit maybe not because it's it's a pretty good email but it says let me start off by saying that i'm a huge fan of the podcast i imagine bill and bob would have relished the opportunity to create a podcast if they were still alive Unfortunately, they both passed before the age of the internet. Bob didn't even make it long enough to witness the unseating of the rotary phone, and Bill barely made it to the creation of the floppy disk. (laughs) But by the grace of God, they died sober. And that's all that matters, that we just don't drink. I digress. My reason for writing you is because I would like to propose a topic. I'm curious to what your thoughts are on non-alcoholics (NAA). AA. Do they belong here, and are they welcome here? Two very different questions. What do our traditions say on this topic? And if they are welcome here, then should they share in meetings or sponsor other alcoholics? If so, then how does that affect our fellowship as a whole? Does it cause AA to become further diluted? We all know that treatment centers, medical professionals, and court systems have flooded our church basements with moderate and hard drinkers. Should they be allowed the same privileges available to the real alcoholics? Mm -hmm. Or should they just hang out? Drink coffee, shut up, and just don't drink one day at a time. Just some food for thought. I would enjoy hearing your opinions on the show, but I understand if this topic is too controversial. I will end with this. Thank you both for your service. Keep up the good fight. Drunks like me need your experience, strength, and hope to stay strong because my disease is always in the parking lot doing (laughs) (laughs) push-ups.
0: Oh, man. Well, hopefully his disease will stop doing those push-ups. I think that was yeah, a shrapnel uh, uh, plug there. Yeah. Yeah. What a good email. You know, what a-
1: this is a great email. That was a great email. Very funny. Um, You know, this was just like, this was hilarious to read. But I do think, you know, all joking aside, that this is a, this is a, This is a good topic of should non-alcoholics be an AA. Um, I I would assume that if they're sharing and sponsoring other people and just not drinking one day at a time, that they probably, I mean, they probably think they're an alcoholic. So what do you do with that? But very funny email.
0: Yeah. I guess the answer is his question is the topic too controversial. No, we don't think it is. No. And we uh, we certainly can do an episode about it. Uh, it's some interesting stuff.
1: So thank you yeah. for that thoughtful yeah. email submission. Yep. I I think someone I think we need to fact check this floppy disk situation rotary phone.
0: I think I think he may be a little hit. He may have been giving them too much credit. i don't think a floppy disk was out in the early 70s was it i don't know i don't either
1: i was still using a floppy disk when i was in school
0: yeah i don't think i don't think bill made the floppy disk (laughs) yeah here's um so here's another one as this is just a A statement as a newcomer, I found your podcast to be very simple, easy to listen to and understand. So we've gotten a lot of feedback like that, that um, a lot of the listeners appreciate the simplicity and um, just kind of getting to the point, not watering it down or having a lot of frothy emotional appeal to it. Um, And and the first season we we were not trying to do like a comprehensive step study or book study we just wanted to get member a guest on that were recovered members that had experience at at those steps so appreciate that feedback
1: so our next one is my name is Tyler i've been an alcoholics anonymous since i was 15 years old i'm now 35 and i've heard a lot of the bs in the meetings I have felt isolated and due to that BS your podcast was validation for my opinions. Thank you. Can't wait for next week's episode.
0: Well, Tyler, we hope you're still listening.
1: We do. Yeah. Sorry that I censored your email.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We and appreciate. You
1: know, the thing about being validation for your opinions, you know, I think that we're, we're just trying to share what is in the book and a lot of people, I don't want to say they're uncomfortable with that, but there are so many other things for quote recovery these days. yeah. And so I think just sharing what is the book in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, for some people seems like you're leaving a lot out or you're, you're not allowing people to have their own experience. And it's certainly not to do that.
0: Yeah. Right. It's just to
1: say, hey, here's what's in the book. Here's what it tells us to do, and you do this, and you're good to go. Like All this go. extra fluff is not necessary, even yeah. though both of us have done a lot of it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was in a meeting the other day, and a, uh, a guy had relapsed, and he, he he was quick to tell me that he did not relapse. He uh, He returned to use. So okay. evidently that's the new term now return to use because it's not as uh derogatory as relapse I'm like well okay sound like you just drank again
1: You're right yeah. well I mean that's just a lapse
0: that that's right oh.
1: okay. <laughs> you know I'm like
0: okay, okay like okay who that's cares? Kind of,
1: I don't know it's kind of like the the prison now you don't say inmate you say offender
0: oh yeah
1: that's fine yeah yep. That's fine. Next you're
0: not, yeah, next you're going to next they're going to force us to say substance use disorder instead of mm-hmm. alcoholism.
1: So. I mean, I didn't much like my sponsor, my current sponsor now calling me an ex con, but like yeah, right. she was right.
0: That's what you are.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's like, are you trying to con me. You're ex con. You trying to you telling hey. the truth. I mean, thank God. <laughs>
0: what are next what's next here
1: next we have meeting shrapnel is great acronyms and slogans in aa are not very helpful thanks for discussing them
0: well we agree
1: and if if some slogans and acronyms have kept you sober fine yeah you know
0: yeah it's still just more frothy emotional appeal although Mm -hmm. i'm still questioning why we agreed to keep time takes time now that I'm, <laughs> I'm rethinking that. So, to, yeah. Yeah. But they're not very helpful.
1: If it keeps you in the door, fine. Yeah. I guess, you know, to me, I just, I really wasn't listening to any of that anyway when I was new. And not everything is based on my experience, but by the time I really started hearing those things, I was just like, okay, oh, I don't care.
0: Yeah. Sometimes they just make you feel good. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like going to that evangelical church where they're up there screaming and hollering and that rock band's playing. And man, you just yeah. get caught up in the moment and feel good. Yes. And you're like, man, this is, I'm going to feel this forever. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, you're, you, you you flipping somebody off out on the highway, or
1: right you know,
0: cussing at your right. kid, or whatever. It yep. is. Yeah, it doesn't last.
1: <laughs> I'm not repeating in my mind when I'm like acting out. Well, time takes time,
0: so time takes time. <laughs> right, here's one. Just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy your podcast. I'm learning some new things and think your banter is hilarious.
1: Okay. I'm glad that people that listen to this think our banter is hilarious, because I think there would be a lot of people that don't understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Or a lot of people that think that we don't like each other, like in our real lives, just because we just talk crap and walk away, laugh about <laughs> it later. <laughs>
0: That's right. Oh, it's funny. So our
1: next one, it says, the podcast is wonderful and very helpful to this gal who has lived more isolated than most. Technology is such a joy and privilege to have just without the hugs. I would hug you both. The message and experiences of the steps are so important to all of us with and without step knowledge. Shrapnel is an opportunity to grow spiritually for those who are hating on it. Twice in my life, I've had to go without physical meetings and I'm missing nothing and loving God more than ever. Keep up the good work. Spreading the message of the big book is a miracle today without it being watered down. Peace and love.
0: Nice. Yeah. This is, this is interesting because this actually came from somebody who, if you had asked me, I would have told you that she would have been against a podcast like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's interesting
1: that I think people don't realize or they're not willing to ask or have a conversation about who may not agree with it is it was something that was like considered for a long time before we did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we didn't just jump into it.
1: One of us would be on board and the other one would be like, I don't know. What about this? (laughs) And then it would flip flop the other way. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah I liked on here where um she said shrapnel is an opportunity to grow spiritually for those who are hating on it. Absolutely, I, and that was the 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 intent is that right? We're we're gonna explore things, talk about things, and it's it's an opportunity to grow spiritually and to not take things so serious. Right, and to really ask ourselves the question: what works and what doesn't work? Yes. All right, let's keep digging here. We're we, um, we're getting into some of the interesting ones here.
1: Yeah. So we have had some, you know, those were all pretty positive, pretty supportive, loving yep. the loving the podcast. Um,
0: and we've had a lot more of that that's not included here.
1: Yeah, we have.
0: Yeah.
1: And so one of the first uh, email feedbacks that we received was um about the podcast name so it was Alcoholics Anonymous Alive and the, if you listen to the first few episodes we say Alcoholics Anonymous Alive and we got some feedback that said one piece of feedback is on your podcast name maybe consider stating both in the title and at the beginning of the podcast that you do not represent Alcoholics Anonymous this is you providing your experience and opinions on what has worked for you. I listen regularly to another podcast where they interview people in AA and it's something that they say and they do not have Alcoholics Anonymous in the name. What do you have to say about that, Jay Wayne?
0: Well, it's a, it's the, it's a longer discussion. Yeah. Um, But as far as what my thoughts are on it, um, but we anticipated this. Me and Shank debated amongst each other for for probably a month or two. It may it may not have been quite that long on whether to the call it Alcoholics Anonymous alive or not. And one day she'd be on board and I wouldn't be, and then she'd be on, <laughs> I'd be on board and she wouldn't be. And I think I. I probably pushed her towards it. I don't know that she was ever completely on board with it. (laughs) Is that true?
1: It's probably pretty true.
0: Yeah. Um, Um,
1: And it's more because of, I think, the pushback as I knew it was coming. And, you know,
0: I just. Yeah. 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 So here's what we did. Just so you'll know. I mean, we were conflicted about it as well. Um, And we anticipated some some feedback like this so we changed the name to alcoholics live and we took the anonymous out and we had already um i guess saved and bought some of those names and domains and email addresses so we were anticipating this happening um after further discussion with some folks and some of the things that uh the alcoholics anonymous grapevine podcast are doing and some of the Things that you, some of you listeners, have actually done and are doing on Zoom, I'm not sure that it's actually as bad as it sounded. But anyway, we we appreciate the feedback <laughs> and uh, call me if you want to talk more about that. Um,
1: I do appreciate now, that that people are willing to send some yeah. some uh, maybe not negative feedback, but just some suggestions. I appreciate yes. that people are willing to do that. You know, I would much rather be in the middle and have people say, hey, we love it. Or, hey, but here's some stuff that we don't love. That way, it's kind of like more in the middle. That's how I live my life today. Yeah. So I try to stay open minded. And, you know, I think that truthfully, that's kind of what we were doing was trying to keep each other open minded about it, even though we we're kind of pulling in opposite directions. And reality yeah. is, and not to say that this is a reason why it is OK, but there are so many. I did not realize how many podcasts and other material out there has Alcoholics Anonymous in the name.
0: Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it and right, I, I guess. but
1: It doesn't. And I certainly don't want to be the spokesperson yep. for Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, yep. I don't want to be on that pedestal. So
0: well, thank you the,
1: for that email. Yeah.
0: There's the main thing about an- anonymity in AA is that I mean we're not trying to be spokespeople and we're not trying to be um, the Messiah or, you know, some kind of celebrity in AA. We're just, we're trying to help people.
1: Yes. But we are. We was, are. Al- the- Go ahead.
0: We're alcoholics alive. Yes. Meaning we're not hiding and we're not, we're right. AA has given us a uh, freedom and a new life and we're here to share that with others.
1: And it was a good reminder, you know, in the first episode or maybe the first one or two, we had discussed like, hey, we need to make sure we say like we don't speak for AA, like we're recovered members of AA. And I think we just forgot that. So that was a good reminder. That's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not perfect. I don't know if you've noticed if you've listened to the first 13 episodes of this, but um, <laughs> I have certainly done a lot wrong or not by the book, if you will. Yep. So...
0: Um, well, so this... the, the
1: the next one we have is a little bit of a long one, so I'll read it, and it says, I'm not sure who handles the podcast Instagram, so I wanted to just sh- share with you personally that I find the content to be offensive and degrading. I've prayed about this and talked to my sponsor, and I have to fully disclose that I haven't gotten past the first minute or so of either episode, and I would like to not receive any more. I don't want to stand in judgment since that's essentially what I find offensive about the content, a group of people openly ridiculing ideas and concepts that others find useful to their recovery. In fact, I can't because I'm sure I've done this, too. If the intention is to draw attention to concepts you find harmful or potentially dangerous to alcoholics, I think there's a way to do that while still leaving the people that may have believed in these concepts with their dignity. Well, so what's what's funny about that to me (laughs) is I think a lot of people who I think a lot of people assume that I'm the one that does the gram.
0: Well, they might shank. Yeah, they probably do. So are you saying that because I'm older and you're younger?
1: I think so. Or just because (laughs) my general outward attitude up until maybe the last few years has been very. What can we say? Um, uh, I mean, I'll go down. I'll stand for what I believe in. Right. Combative, maybe?
0: Combative, a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's right or not.
1: I get told, you know, that I'm very...
0: Confident confident and direct.
1: Direct, yeah, that's the one. So, Uh, you know, of course, like the... It, none of it is meant to be, you know, I hate that someone feels this way. I really do because yeah. it's not meant to be degrading. It's not meant to be offensive. We, I mean, I think the thing in Alcoholics Anonymous is I can either take myself way too seriously and I've done that. Yeah. I have definitely done that and felt like I'm doing the most. I'm on all these committees and I'm sponsoring 20 people. And I really not consciously, but kind of felt like I am. AA
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah.
1: So I think bringing some humor to it and just things that you know are kind of passed around AA as AA, it's just kind of funny to poke fun at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I hate that they feel that way as well. And um, I mean, I, I think that I knew some of the the content that we were going to cover was probably not going to sit right with some people. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it's, it's not what people consider mainstream AA, even though it should be. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know that we've actually said anything that was actually degrading or or making people lose lose their dignity. What, yeah. What What my concern is is that alcoholism is a serious illness. It's a killer illness, and people tend to forget that and. Some of, you know, a lot of the things that are, are happening right now in the, in, in the fellowship, they, they're just not going to help a real alcoholic that that's, that's desperate. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm going with it.
1: Well, you know, and the thing is too, it's not the intent is not to ridicule ideas and concepts that people find useful, useful to their recovery. You know, it, I just want to get the idea by of, you know, there are things that are that are Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous is a book. It's written right. down. Yep. We have all the instructions, exactly what to do. You know, you're not, and I guess it is because of it my experience. It is very simple. Yep. You know, I was able to do all of this. Without the privileges um, of being able to do a lot of the things that we perpetuate in Alcoholics Anonymous that I perpetuated, I need to talk to you every day. Call me every day. We need to meet once a week. I need to read the book to you. Yeah. Just because. Just because. Uh,
0: Just because. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know the reality. Go ahead. The reality of it is is is. Once you get sober, staying sober in AA is actually pretty easy. I mean, I know people don't like hearing that, but it's actually if you've given up and surrendered and you've taken those steps, staying sober is easy. Living life and life can be tough and things can happen, but the idea of drinking because of that, if you've taken the steps, that that's that's that doesn't really factor into into the equation. And it's just it's a simple, you know. Process. of, so, like we said on the very first episode, you know, confession, prayer, turn your life over to a power grade in yourself and try to, you know, try to be of service to others.
1: And there are several things that I do for, I guess you could say my quote, recovery that are not that's AA. right. You know, I just don't find it useful or helpful to bring those into an AA setting and say, like, this is what you need to do. You know, to me, it's kind of that same idea of when I'm helping people and they don't have the same conception of God. Great. As long as you have one and you're willing to work on that relationship with your higher power, have whatever conception works for you. And I'm not going to push what my conception is on you.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I would see a little content prior to investigation on this one. Uh, I really
1: hope that this person or anyone who feels this way, I mean, they're probably not listening, but I hope that they will kind of give give the podcast a chance and maybe go back and listen and just with an open mind. I'm I'm so glad that I have people in my life that don't have all the same ideas and beliefs that I do because they challenge me to be open-minded and to do better and be better and continue growing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Laugh a little, actually laugh a lot. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy your life. (laughs) Things aren't that serious. (laughs) So
1: thank you for that email. Yes. Submission. Yeah. Now we have a few here. Um, that I can almost assure you, uh, these people that submitted these comments have not listened to the podcast. I can almost guarantee.
0: Yeah, they've not. At least Uh, let's hope not. How do you want to cover these couple here?
1: Well, I'll just read maybe some parts of them. So one says. Ugh, the dogma just oozes in the 12 steps. Yuck. Cult traits and indeed religious and outdated mindsets and use of stigmatizing language and labels. It's not 1939. Let's not forget your pathetic Bill W., the original 13th stepper whom literally smoked himself to death, begging for a drink on his deathbed and depressed, who also believed LSD was therapeutic, hence his awakening. LOL. (laughs) What a bunch of crap. 12 steps are and you indoctrinated fools need to do a little research. Also, follow the money. Facts matter.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, Well, I guess some of it's, yeah.
1: Hey, some of this may not be false.
0: Right. Right.
1: Bill W., the original 13th stepper? I don't know. Maybe.
0: He could be. He, and he may have smoked 13th? himself to death. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: someone from our area said, Bill W. would always ask, always ask you for a smoke. Yeah. So, he smoked to death for free. He'd smoke your cigarettes.
0: <laughs> Love it. That's right. So, this this one... It um, it's interesting because they're trying; they're kind of getting at some of the stuff that we've been trying to dispel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially the next one we're going to go into, and then because sometimes in AA and some of the meetings and groups you go to, it can look like a cult. Yes. Yeah, and some of the mm-hmm. stuff that that some of these folks are doing. It, it 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 can be cultish or almost like a, a the mafia or the or a gang um
1: well i will tell you when i went to vermont um you know to the bill wilson house people were like laying down taking photos with the grave and putting their yeah. medallions on it And I was really, mm, I was just really uncomfortable with that. You know, I was with a group of people and I was like, wow, this is a little culty. And a lot of people got offended, but I was like, this seems like weird.
0: Um, You know why? Because it's weird.
1: No hate. If you've done that and you just feel like you want to pay your respects. Um, But it was a little odd to me. Little odd.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is odd. I mean, yeah. That's the book talks about worship of other things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, that's kind of what that is. You, know, you shouldn't worship people or shrine or sh- have shrines to people. I mean, that's just not how you. I don't know. Which
1: in a way I can understand because lately a lot of people that I really looked up to in sobriety have passed away and I've asked the questions like, well, why wasn't anything said here? Why didn't we do anything there? You know, and it kind of brought me back to center. Like, hey, these people did not want to be worshipped.
0: That was their wishes. Yeah, they didn't want to be worshipped. You
1: know, because I can get that way and be like, well, we should we should make sure people know. Um, yeah. Think, I'm thankful that I'm willing to ask the questions and that there are people that are willing to be like, you know, no, we're not doing that. And here's why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is an interesting one. What's the next one?
1: All right. This next one is dropping a lot of stats. So, AA is a harmful religious cult that falsely takes credit for people simply having, quote, spontaneous remissions from alcohol, end
0: quote. Hmm. Spontaneous remissions from alcohol. So, I guess we're, go ahead.
1: We should have Googled that. Is that a thing?
0: A spontaneous remission from alcohol. Well, I've had a long spontaneous remission from alcohol. So have you. <laughs> Shank.
1: There was That's nothing so spontaneous about it. I can assure you of that. It didn't just like happen out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: next, AA fails 95% of the people who walk into the rooms of AA.
0: Did they take a poll or something to figure that out?
1: I would be interesting interested where this. 95% figure where we got that. Okay. Um could be true. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of people that come to AA that aren't alcoholic that leave. And then there's a lot of people that are sent to AA that never really experience AA because they went to uh you know, a meeting or a group that really wasn't AA. Um a lot of people get forced here that aren't ready to quit drinking. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um AA claims we're broken people that are powerless and need God. This is all complete nonsense and can be proven incorrect. Please send further information.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, send us some more information on how you prove that incorrect. Hmm.
1: It's worked for me. You know, I do once again love that our book tells us, hey, we have no monopoly on God. Yeah. If you can do something else, that's great.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting one there.
1: AA meets every single quote, cult characteristic, end quote.
0: Well, I don't know what every single cult characteristic is. Um, but I do know that of all the things I've seen, NAA that is culty, the one thing I've never seen is somebody being forced to, to stay or forced to be a member. And I think in a cult, they they try to force you to stay there now. Maybe that goes on somewhere, but not that I've seen.
1: Well, I did read something that maybe some AA groups do kind of shame you if you try to leave and they try to tie your job up in AA and they try to try but- your you know your relationship, your everything into it.
0: I have seen that. So there you have it.
1: So it could be true.
0: We're we're a cult. Oh Lord, now that's going to go out everywhere. <laughs> we're a, Here's the we're thing: a I love
1: cults. I've read several books about cults. Um I part of my family grew up in yeah. what is considered a cult, yeah. so. Uh, I can assure you that there have been times that I haven't shown up to my home group. And a few people may be like, Hey, is everything okay? Cause they expect me to be there, but it's not like you must repent and you must do X, Y, and Z to be yeah. good with AA or like, it's been none of that, which was the case with the actual yeah. cold that part of my right. family grew up with. So, yeah. Um, Hey, could be true. And if you've had that experience, like I feel really sad about that. Email us. If you're a woman, I'd be happy to talk to you about it and talk to you about what AA really is. Yes. Help you find a group that is not like that if you need help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I always say. People that go to groups or meetings and they feel this way or they're not welcomed or people, you know, shame them or shun them or do stuff to them because they look a certain way or they live a certain lifestyle, go to find another group that doesn't do that. There are groups that don't do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a group. There's groups where everybody's welcome. Now, that you can't say that about every group. It'd be nice mm-hmm. if we were franchised and somebody was policing <laughs> all the groups and making sure that every group looked the same, but that's not. that's not what we do. <laughs>
1: That is not what we do. No.
0: Um,
1: so this next uh comment, and these have all been from the same person, I believe. So yeah. this says, many have died as a result of AA indoctrination. Studies show that people who have been exposed to AA relapse much worse than those who were never exposed. Once again, I would really like to see those studies. Yeah.
0: Um, relapse much worse than those who were never exposed. That's yeah.
1: Well, and what I assume this is referencing is like when you quit drinking for a period of time and you go back to drinking the way you were before, like, yeah, you're probably going to be much worse off. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I suspect this person's got a little resentment at the fellowship.
1: We're getting there. Stay Buckle in, all right.
0: Follow um
1: AA is a harmful religious brainwashing gaslighting cult. Huh. Once again, okay. once again, AA is a harmful religious brainwashing gaslighting cult.
0: Okay, well you would know have heard people
1: say, here's some shrapnel. My brain needed a little washing.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh. they're brainwashing you. Well, my brain needed a little
1: more. <laughs>
0: That's a good shrapnel there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is um, interesting. I don't and know then the it.
1: last little comment is, and I say all of this is a form, former successful member who never wanted to leave AA.
0: Hmm. I wonder what happened. I
1: don't know, but you know, Alcoholics Anonymous is 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 not for everyone. And I do love how our literature says that. Like there are other ways to get sober, to have a relationship with God, to stay sober.
0: Yeah. And we need more members that are following that suggestion because we 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 should try to convince people to stay i know stick and stay you know we'll try to convince people they're alcoholic and that they need they've got to stay here and all that so i i don't know books pretty clear
1: pretty clear
0: yeah encourage them to try other stuff if they want to if they want to do that
1: You know, and I am still in contact with several women that I have helped over the years. They may have found something else that works for them. Another program. You know, there are quite a few that are not alcoholic. Yep. I mean, there are a few that are drug addicts that were in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I didn't tell them to leave, but I did point that out in the book and say, hey, if you can do something else, Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous will be here. Like, I don't want you to, you know, I'm not sending people off to die. That's right. But I'm also not going to try to convince someone that they need to be, that is the cult mentality. That's well, exactly Well, you need right. to stay. We need to work the steps. Here's your book. Here's your service position. Join this home group. Sign up. You'll get the email. You'll do this. You'll do that. Like. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Yep.
1: So if whoever sent that email is listening, once again, I highly doubt they are or anyone listening that maybe knows where these studies are, wants to say, I'm not going to seek them out, but if you want to send them, I would be happy to read it.
0: Yes. Yeah. So if you got any other suggestions, comments, questions, shrapnel, meeting topics send them to us please yep send them to us speaking of meeting shrapnel shank i think we ought to cover since we're on here without a guest i think we should cover some shrapnel me and you all right you got some
1: i have some i do um all right so shrapnel number one A.A. is for those who want it, not who those who need it.
0: Hmm. That's when when after you said that, we should put it in.
1: <laughs> well, here's can... the thing. I don't. You can want it and not do it, I guess. Um. You can need it and not do it.
0: Yeah, is for those who want it, not those who need it.
1: Uh, or I guess too, I've heard A is for for those who do it, not those who. Oh, there's another little. There like, is another of little jingle, saying, but I can't remember what it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know about this. It's just dumb to me. I. I mean, it's fine. I, I've i never said it. I, sh, I, I shouldn't have said never, probably, because I don't think I've ever said it.
1: I've been collecting every talk that you've given.
0: Well, you're supposed to provide some details. Since 1989.
1: You think you,
0: you've never followed up on a couple of them. <laughs> so, I'm still waiting. I don't remember what they were, but...
1: That's because when I need help with something, you're the one that I ask. And I can't ask you to help me debunk yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You could. I'm open-minded to that. That's true humility.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to keep or scrap this one.
1: We're scrapping it.
0: Yeah, it's out.
1: Um, The next one, which I think maybe we touched on a little bit in the episode with Joyce, but you don't know what you don't know.
0: I'm just going to go in quick on this one. I hate this. And it it always cracks me up when people in meetings talk. And I guess it's called the third person or they'll use their name.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Jerry don't know what Jerry don't know. (laughs) Jerry didn't realize when Jerry was sitting in the treatment center that he suffered from a disease. (laughs) And they told me that I don't know what I don't know.
1: I do think that that's where a lot of this stuff comes from is treatment centers. I didn't have experience in Alcoholics Anonymous before I went to a 30 day rehab. Right. Um, So I very well could have been hearing all of this and just didn't know.
0: Yeah. You didn't know Um, what you didn't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's so much um, that's written in my first big book that I had in prison. There are like all kinds of quotes. There's uh, I made my own index. So if you open it up, which that's the one that I leave at home, but if you open it up, alphabetically I have like acceptance and then it's like page whatever page oh whatever, yes
0: page whatever. I love it and
1: you know I one of the things that I remember that is in there says and I wrote it in red just to make sure that I knew is feelings are not facts and I remember like it was yesterday one of the women who brought the meetings in there would say that and it was probably quite relevant because we were just talking about how we feel and how the guards were terrible and everything else but um you don't know what you don't know
0: don't know what you don't know well maybe you talked me into it probably not yeah i don't i mean i guess it's accurate you don't know what you don't know but i don't know Keep, i don't you know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. Keepers, I think I'm going to scrap it.
1: I'm scrapping it.
0: All right. That's this just a say. true
1: statement. Like, are we just going around yeah. saying true statements? Like, yes, my hair is blonde.
0: It's naturally
1: yep. light brown. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like,
0: well. Well, that yeah, that rolls into the next one, kind of. But as Shank would say, this one is out of here.
1: It's out of here.
0: So, what's the last one?
1: Okay, so the last one is drugs are a part of my story. Wow!
0: Oh my God!
1: And you just hear it a lot.
0: You do. So, so, we heard this last weekend at a, at a deal. Guys, maybe more than one person said it. Mm-hmm. So, they're, they're giving their talk, and in the middle of the talk, or the beginning, the drugs are a part of my story. Okay, who cares? It's what I say. I mean, I don't say being in the Air Force is a part of my story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or I don't say, hey, being a middle child is a part of my story.
1: We should start saying that. I'm a middle child also. Let's yes, do that. That's the,
0: that's the real problem. Is we were middle it could children. be
1: though. I mean, neither yes. of my siblings are alcoholics.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't say, Hey, being a bidwetter is a part of my story. I mean, it's like, you know, who cares? Just tell your story.
1: Here's what but I don't like. Um, when people kind of like use these little like terms about drugs, but they don't name the drug. I didn't do drugs. Okay. So I don't understand what you're saying by this point I kind of do. But when they would be like that white powdery alcohol, I'd be like,
0: "Oh yeah, what does that mean? You know, like,
1: and I would just spend the rest of the meeting trying to figure out what is white powdery alcohol. Yeah. I now know that's cocaine.
0: Yeah. Just say cocaine.
1: I mean i learned in treatment i should have been doing cocaine so
0: i can stay up
1: and drink more
0: (laughs) oh yeah but drugs being a
1: part of someone's story is like it's not inherently evil or bad and as someone that didn't have experience with that i don't find it offensive if someone says yeah i was smoking weed or i was doing meth or i was doing i don't find that offensive so long as you make the identification that you're an alcoholic great i don't want to hear about every brand of alcohol you drink either yeah get to the solution
0: right yeah hey being an airplane mechanic is a part of my story
1: (laughs) i think it comes from like i don't know i think it comes from you know our primary purpose and blah blah blah
0: yeah and the worst is Hey, drugs are a part of my story, but out of respect for alcohol snobs, yes. yes, I'm not going to mention them, or I'm just going to make reference to them. Where who? I mean, why I say that? Just tell your story, and then a lot of times when people say it, then they give a drug talk.
1: <laughs> it's not- I was I took a new girl and someone that was just coming back. This was several years ago to a meeting at a local treatment center and um i was trying to meet up with someone else who was new whatever and this guy got up there and talked about crack the whole time and everyone in the treatment center loved it okay and i know i was just sitting there with rbf because he called me out and he was like what's wrong with your face in the middle of his talk of talking about crack and i was like nothing and he was like, well, fix your face. Why does it look like that?
0: Oh, my God. He <laughs> didn't was save this whole a smile, thing. did he?
1: I'm pretty sure he did.
0: Uh, I, I, I
1: handled there. it like a champion only because I had those new women with me. Yeah. But I will tell you that two weeks later, he was arrested for crack possession.
0: <laughs>
1: so I, I, that's all I think of now. When people go on yeah. and on about drugs, I'm like, you're probably high right now. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> If drugs Mm -hmm. are a part of your story, just give it a mention and move on. Let's get to the
0: solution. That's exactly right. Get to the solution.
1: And I know people are doing it because they respect Alcoholics Anonymous the majority of the time.
0: Yeah, but it's still just a worthless comment. And especially the other thing that kind of goes in line with this one, it's a different trap one. maybe even a different episode, is uh, outside issues. I did. Yes. I did some outside issues. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, you know, especially if you got a new person or a visitor or a family member or a friend that's at the meeting and the guy's giving a talk and he says, Ah, yeah, I did outside issues. Outside issues are a part of my story. People would be like, what is he talking
1: about? What does that mean?
0: I mean, so yeah, just telling your story is not an outside issue.
1: It's also well, this is a different discussion that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's not your life story.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: There are a lot of things about a lot of people I find fascinating. But I don't want to hear it in a in a speaker meeting, an open speaker meeting of alcoholics anonymous where people's parents and loved ones are also there who are non-alcoholics who are wondering why you're standing up there talking about your well, dad didn't love you enough when you were a kid.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to talk about rollerblading next tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. Being a competitive In case you didn't blader, know, Black Jerry
1: baseball. here was a, uh, I'm pretty sure he said an a all-star rollerblader.
0: Yeah, I don't know why you said, said that. Somebody else may have said that. I didn't say it.
1: A but champion gonna...
0: all-star. Oh, yeah. Got the pictures to prove it. So listen, drugs are a part of my story, Shank. I'm scrapping it. What do you want to do with it?
1: Scrap it's out of here.
0: All right. Well, hopefully, uh, audience got uh, got something out of that. It's uh, it's good to uh, to keep up with people and to, to 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 stay current. So you now we're trying to be transparent with what we're doing. And we appreciate all feedback, good, bad, or ugly. And we will uh, we will respond and take it into everything into consideration.
1: And that's not a joke. Like we make light of it, but we really do discuss these things and you know figure out where our shortcomings are.
0: That's right. We take a, a, a an honest tenth step inventory on it, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a joke, but it's not. And we yeah. kind of think about stuff before we make any final decisions on it. It's a good practice for life. So remember, by doing that, we're free today.
1: Freedom!
0: Thanks for listening. If you have a comment, suggestion, or just need help, you can email Shank and Wayne at freedom at alcoholicsalive.com. Remember, we're recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous, but we do not speak for Alcoholics Anonymous, nor do we get paid. Join us next week for another great episode. We'll